Hey guys, Matt Sutton here and welcome back to another awesome mastery session. Today, I am talking to Devin Burke. Devin is an international TEDx speaker. He's the best-selling author of The Sleep Advantage. He's the founder of the Sleep Science Academy and one of the top health and sleep coaches in the world. He helps high achievers get and stay asleep so they can wake up with more peace, power and presence. And his mission is to give the 40 million people who suffer from poor sleep the tools and support they need to stop suffering and start sleeping as quickly as possible. So if you are one of the 40 million people who do suffer from poor sleep, or maybe you don't, maybe you're not sure, maybe you think you sleep okay. I actually talk to a lot of people that do think they sleep okay, but the truth of the matter is they've just got so used to having not maybe poor sleep, but adequate sleep. And we actually get into on this episode why it's worth really doing a full dive on your sleep and seeing how much you can optimize it. And if you listen to this episode and make some notes, you can definitely start to see some improvements very quickly. Uh, We cover so many things in this episode. We cover what sleep is and how much deep sleep versus REM sleep we should be aiming for. What are the big things that we need to watch out for that really disrupt our sleep? Why we sleep on average almost two hours per night less than 30 years ago. We talk about things like how the sleep affects our brain later in life, why poor sleeping is the new smoking, and even some simple strategies to help boost your sleep um, using things like supplements as well. But lastly, you know, the big one he talks about is the effect on sleep and your weight loss efforts. So if you're trying everything to lose weight, but you're not sleeping well, there might be some links in there too. So you, like I said, make some, epi- make some episodes, make some notes on this episode because this stuff is really quite life-changing. Highly recommend you plug this stuff into your life. Um, just before we get into that, a quick shout out to our sponsors. Firstly, Candaprint. They are and have been <clears throat> our choice at LPT for many years. Um, Candaprint are based in Corby, Northamptonshire, and they are a one-stop print and merchandise service provider delivering a fully comprehensive bespoke design and print service to a wide variety of clients and industries. And like I said, they have been our go-to print service for all of our signage, cookbooks, welcome packs and journals over the last six years. So if you run a business and you want to showcase it with awesome branding, then go to candaprint.co.uk. Lastly, we have Sarah Dussel, one of our very own LPT members who runs Comfrey & Clove. Um, If you want to have some relaxation, if you want to give yourself some self-care, treat yourself to a Swedish or deep tissue or hot stone massage, then you're going to want to check out one of the awesome offers that Sarah has available to you. Okay, so if you go over to bit ly comfrey clove you can find out more but the best thing to do is just head on over to our show notes over at apple podcasts where we have all of the links to these um like i said love this episode so important one of the reasons why i was so looking forward to it was i watched devin's tedx talk um so i'm going to put the link to that as well because i think alongside this podcast i think that 
is just so much for you guys to get on with. If you've never really taken your sleep seriously, then this might just be the time when that starts. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode, Mastering Sleep Today with Devin Burke. Devin, welcome to Mastering You. What a privilege it is to have you here. Um, I just said to you just before we started, uh, I watched your TEDx talk last night and um, shared it with all of our members as well. Um, you know, you just told me how difficult that was, that was as, even as a professional speaker. Um, uh, firstly, I, I, members, you need to watch this TEDx talk. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, yeah, welcome to Mastering You. How are we today? I'm doing well. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk sleep with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the first question really is, is you know, you just shared with me that you, you nearly um, went down the route of being a PT, but somehow you stumbled into the importance of sleep. How did that come? How did that occur? I'm really curious. Yeah, it was, it wasn't out of my own sleep issue. A lot of times people think, oh, you must have had a really bad sleep issue. And yeah. it was actually, I was working with uh, a lot of high performing entrepreneurs so I, I ended up doing a pivot from, you know, PT school to holistic health and life coaching, which led me to study performance psychology and all these other different things. And someone was having issues that I was working with with sleep and I didn't know anything about sleep. So I studied a lot of different things, probably a lot of things that you, you teach your, your members, but I, had, I hadn't studied sleep. And so this person had a problem. I said, well, let me see, let me see what's available, see what's you know there to, to help. And when I looked, what I found, I was like, wow, like this is it. Um, sleeping pills, essentially, and CBTI, which is cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. There's not a lot of practitioners, and there's definitely some, uh, some holes there in that philosophy or psychology. So I was, um, anyway, so that led me to, to say, get interested in it. And the more I studied the science of it, when I started to look at the importance of sleep, I was just like, wow, this is a huge, huge problem not a lot of good solutions. So that just motivated me to, to go down the rabbit hole and, and exclusively study sleep and, and learn how to help people with the sleep wow. issues. Wow. And so wh where did you start with that? What was, what was sort of the, the first thing that you uncovered that was, because you said to me just before we started that you, you had no idea, like many people don't, just how important sleep is. And, and I think it's, it's one of those things that it's so important that, but, but because I guess the big research on sleep has really only come out in the last, what would you say decade? Yeah. The yeah. Big, and big stuff for sure. And, and a lot of it has to do with Matt Walker, uh, his, yeah. you know, so I read his why we sleep. Um, and he's, he's sort of like the, you know, world renowned sleep scientist researcher and he's been just really uh, pivotal to bringing to light how important sleep is. And yeah. so he's, um, but when I read his book, I mean, I've read, I've read so many books on sleep, but his book particularly, he just does such a nice job of just laying it out as far as what are the detrimental effects of not getting enough sleep and why sleep's important. And it was really that book. And it was a few others, but it was really that book that I was like, wow, this is just, um, it's, 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 it's unbelievable 
how this information it's people don't know, you know, and people just take it for granted. And, and then there's the social stigma as well around sleep is like a weak habit of low performers. It's, you know, snooze, you lose all these things. Sleep's kind of got this, this terrible reputation. And so a lot of times people, it's the first thing to go and it should really be the last thing to go. It's because it's the foundation of health. So yeah, I mean, knowing, I mean, like you, I came across Matthew Walker, bought his book after watching his incredible podcast with Joe Rogan. I think it was like a three-hour one. Um, I thought that was that was really because you know, I'm I'm quite audio based, and and I I just found that really just so interesting. Um, like many people did, he's, he's done a recent few big ones as well, like Sam Harris and people like that. Um, which I've also really enjoyed, but yeah, he, he's, he's a great guy to follow. What would you say just, I mean, we, we'll get into sleep and all of the things that will help our listeners. Maybe what, what do you think needs to change in society to, so that we start valuing sleep more? There needs to be almost like a bit of a shift, you know, you know how there was a shift in how we approach things like smoking and, you know, it almost needs to be like a, a shift in how we think about it, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. And it's, it starts with education. I mean, I, like I was ignorant to the fact that sleep was so important. I I had no idea. I just took it for granted. I thought it, I thought it was a waste of time. So it really, I think just more people need to hear the, you know, about the science around what happens when we don't sleep to motivate people to then prioritize and protect sleep. And then there's the whole aspect of the unhealthy relationship people have with technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The founder of Netflix said his competition is sleep. So it's like, we have these, you know, we have these, these companies and they're, you know, they're, they're invading the bedroom because we're addicted to our smartphones and our iPads and the Netflix TV shows are so good. And so it's, it's a combination of, I think it's, it's a education. There needs to be more education on it. And then there also needs to be more self-discipline. Uh, around technology, because unfortunately, that's one of the big areas that that really has created a, an issue for people with their sleep. Yeah, I think you're right. I think education is is really it's like a lot of these things, isn't it? You know, we, we're now educated to know the dangers of things like smoking, you know, drinking, you know, overeating, um, and sleeping. I guess because of what sleeping is, you know, because it's kind of you know because it's i don't know because of what it is it it, it gets sort of disregarded as, as a, a less important thing doesn't it and it's not sexy i mean it's not sexy you're unconscious mm-hmm. you know for a number of hours so it's not it's just it's a lot of times i think it's just it's not sexy it really but, isn't but it's not but the importance of it is just so big and there's one one sort of uh, thought that uh, lack of sleep or a certain amount of lack of sleep is, is the equivalent to drinking um, an amount of excess alcohol. Um, how, how true is that? And what, what, where, where does the line draw? Where are the similarities come? Yeah. So it's, I mean, here, the thing, the thing is everyone has different sleep needs. Yeah. So they're, you know, based on rule. No, it's kind of like, just like, there's not a right way of eating. If there's a right way of eating for you and that's based same off. With, of... Same with drinking as well. Right. Cause uh, I, yep. I've met, uh, I, I remember uh, talking to a police officer actually 
who who said you know someone that's quite a high functioning alcoholic they can drink quite a lot before they would be classed as over the limit um and i suppose the same goes with sleep deprivation like certain people if they you if they're acclimatized to being in sleep debt does that mean that they are going to have less effects because of having it i that's a great question and i I don't think there's any studies on that it'd be hard it'd be hard because we all have you know different chronotypes so you have your sort of genetics that play into your sleep drive as well as your lifestyle right so so and that changes over the course of your life so what i find is most people don't realize how how good they would actually feel if they got more sleep. So like their low functioning becomes their normal functioning. And they think that that's good when, if they would, you know, clean up their sleep hygiene and prioritize sleep and actually get more of it, their functioning actually increases. And then it's only then that they realize like, wow, I actually was sleep deprived. Um, and some people can power through it. And some people, depending on their personality types too, um, you know, certain people have higher thresholds to pain, even though when you're sleep deprived, your, th- you know, your pain perception goes up by 20%, which is, I thought was wow. really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult because it's, it really does depend on so many factors. And so it's hard to, to really, I think, pin, pin it down. So, you know, uh, there's a few questions I have, like quite specific questions, I guess. I mean, one of the first ones I had is if what the thing I'm always looking for as a coach is what's the, the smallest amount we can do to get the biggest results, you know, that's because let's face it, that's what people want. Well, what's the yeah. smallest amount of work they can do to get the biggest results? Um, when it comes to sleep that caused or detrimental um things that you do that cause bad sleep you know the big four i'm guessing are are around sort of gadgets blue light technology alcohol caffeine and and sort of daily stress would i be correct would there be anything else that we could add on there or is that those the big sort of three or four yeah i mean yes and so you know the things that control sleep are you know body temperature is really important so a lot of times people yeah. don't realize, you know, if you're exercising too close to bed or if you're not, your room's not cold, um, you know, if you're sleeping in a warm environments, that's definitely going to have a, a negative effect on the quality yeah. of your sleep. But yeah, you, you definitely nailed the, the big ones, stress, alcohol, you know, caffeine. Um, those are, those are all. Gonna, and obviously gonna, there's going to be yeah. people that will have one of those that's going to be their bigger uh, if, they, if they focus on that one of those, so it might be, you know, reducing alcohol, it might be managing their daily stress levels, but it, are there, is there research that shows a general trend into which of those is causing the biggest issues in our life right now? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's around the, the gadgets and blue light area, is it? It's actually not the blue light, it's the hyperarousal that's created from all the gadgets. So it's, so that's really, it's not so much, I mean, blue light for sure affects sleep and there's science and studies to show that, but what's more detrimental is the hyper arousal from scrolling and getting those, you know, dopamine hits and, and also the hyper arousal that comes from watching the news or, or these, you know, these adventurous shows 
that's a form of stress. And so at the end of the day, it really does, it comes down to stress, you know, mental, emotional, and physical stress and, you know, alcohol and caffeine, that would be, a, you know, example, great examples of, of physical stresses that people put on their body that then gets in the way of, of great sleep. Okay. So let, let, you just mentioned alcohol. So that's one that comes up a lot, probably one of the biggest myths that um, people that aren't really aware of, of sleep is, is around alcohol that they think they say, things like oh yeah i want to have a few drinks you know i always go to sleep really well and you know obviously i try and ex- the way i will explain it is well yeah you're you're unconscious you know that alcohol is fantastic for making you unconscious um but not necessarily to, that doesn't equal good sleep can you sort of talk around that a bit more just to yeah kind of really make people aware of the issue of of alcohol and and poor sleep yeah, so it's there's definitely a difference between sedation and sleep. So let's just start there. And a lot of times, you know, I tell people it's like if you're taking some of these sleeping medications, it's it's like somebody you're drinking a handle of vodka and you're just passing out. If you put that per, drag that person into a sleep lab and you hook them up and you looked at their brain, they're it looks like they're sleeping, but they are not sleeping. It's, you know, or if somebody punched you in the face and you're knocked out on the, you know, it looks like that person's sleeping, but they're not sleeping, right? They're knocked out. And that's really what alcohol does. Um, So, you know, there's a, I think there's a time and a place, you know, self, self self-care and self-comfort to, for alcohol, but unfortunately it it is a poison. Um, It dysregulates the body temperature, it dehydrates us. And it's, it, most people use alcohol to manage their stress. And it does, it, you know, here's the, here's the tricky thing. It does help people fall asleep, but what happens is that the sleep that you're getting is, isn't quality sleep. So you're going to wake up and you're not going to feel refreshed. You're going to feel uh, lethargic and tired. And, you know, so, and that becomes a habit, you know, for a lot of people, and we help people all over the country, people become alcoholics because they're not sleeping and they're using alcohol as a sedative. Uh, and then it becomes an addiction, unfortunately. Is there, any, is there any studies or research done on how many units that you... I, I remember listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast a few years ago, and he did a test on himself, and he tested um, his sleep score, I think using like an aura ring or something, uh, over 30 or 60 days, and he tested having two drinks, three drinks, four drinks. You know, <laughs> um, so He tested the different types of drinks, and I think he, he, what frequently came up was after two drinks, like there was a, there was a massive difference, massive disparity between two to three. When it went to three, um, you know, not much of a difference from three to four. I, I just wondered if there's any, like, there's going to be people listening and thinking, well, you know, I don't want to give up my drink, but if I know that I can keep it down to a certain minimum to avoid, you know, X amount of, of hours lost, you know, where would that be? And again, it, it really, this is where it gets challenging. It's, it depends, it depends on how you metabolize. It depends yeah. how much, how you metabolize alcohol. It depends on the quality of alcohol, you know, it's so, and that also depends like certain people metabolize certain alcohols differently and or better or worse, like a tequila versus a vodka. Right. Um, and, and what's the quality of that alcohol and the, also the timing. So that, not to overcomplicate it and, and to get, you know, confuse people. Um, if you're going to drink the earlier in the evening that you have it, the better. And also just hydrating, making sure that, you know, you have like a one-to-one, like if you have your wine or your beer, follow that with the water. 
you know, and then experiment then, with then it. Then the issue there is people end up going to for a wee or not, <laughs> right? And then yeah. waking them up out of their sleep as well. So it, you know, you can see it. It really is. If you want to f- double down your sleep, you know, it's worth doing a, a proper detox, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it, and at the end of the day, it's 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 really about understanding your relationship. What's what's important to you. You know, so like if you're on vacation, maybe having fun with your family and friends is more important. So, you, you know, you're, you're, you're having a good time, but then when you get back from vacation, maybe your health is more important. Right. And then, so it's like really just knowing yourself and understanding, you know, where to give and take without being too stringent or strict, but also not being too loose. And cause at the end of the day, it's just a matter of like, what are you, what's most important to you is, is your sleep or is, is the, the drink. So that, yeah, that I think a lot of people will understand that, like everyone will be able to metabolize alcohol at different rates. But I guess with blue light and well, blue light specifically, you know, that is that not more consistent with, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've seen, you know, if you're looking at blue light, like an hour before bed, you know, that there's going to be stimulating the sort of wake up hormones in your brain for a good sort of two to four hours into your first few hours of sleep. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, our, we have cells in our eyes called myopsin cells and what the blue light does is sort of turns it turns off the melatonin faucet. So you're not getting as much melatonin and melatonin sleep hormone that creates that sleepiness. And so that's where we have to be really careful with blue light. I, you know, I've experimented with myself, um, with a lot of different sleep things over the years and blue light for sure. An hour before bed does, does affect sleep quality for sure. Um, now is it the blue light or is it actually like what you're doing that's stimulating the blue light that's up for debate. I, I truly do believe that it's more so the hyper arousal that comes from the, the blue light devices yeah. more so than the actual blue light. So you're talking about things like if you're on social media, maybe someone's like, we've just seen that we're going, that there's a war about to erupt, which there is, you know, yeah. that's, you know, things like that. Or maybe you're looking at, you know, uh, and getting in an argument with your friend that that's, you're saying that that sort of thing is probably going to affect you more than the actual blue light itself. A hundred percent. And, and I'm, I, I'm not alone in that, uh, hypothesis. So, but it's, it's still, I mean, it, it's up for debate because there is, there is an effect for sure. Our bodies, you know, what controls sleep is light and temperature. So if, if you're getting light, the wrong type of light at the wrong time, it's definitely going to have an effect on your sleep. How much is up? That's up for debate. So the big, the big one that I have seen a lot of conflicting sort of views around is emf okay so your your electric um electrical um, frequency and yeah how much of an effect what, what what research have you seen into that and how much of an effect does that have yeah this is a really interesting topic and there's kind of studies that support oh it's safe and there's mm-hmm. studies that say absolutely not it is not safe it's yeah. oh. And again, it depends to, I think, so we are magnetic. We're magnetic, right? That's there's energy. Uh, we're magnetic body. We have magnetic bodies. We have energy within our body. So to me, it's kind of like better play it safe than not. But I think yeah. certain people, depending on how sensitive you are, 
Some people are, are, are more sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies than other people, just like certain people can handle more alcohol than other people. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a sensitive person or if you're electromagnetically sensitive, you want to be more aware and put in place um, things to mitigate that, the effects. I say just play it safe. Like in our home, we have a timer on our Wi-Fi device so that when we go to bed at a certain hour, I think it's 11, 11 PM, it just turns off the Wi-Fi. Um, and then oh, you like put your, yeah, yeah, it's really simple. You buy it on Amazon. It's like 10 bucks for a little timer. Uh, and so you're just, if you can mitigate, why, why wouldn't you do things that are easy and simple? You don't have to, you know, hardwire your house, although you could, if you want yeah. to take it that far. You could put a grounding mat on your bed. Um, you know, I've seen some really interesting studies around, you know, grounding and how that, you know, sort of helps disperse the electromagnetic frequencies and people have gotten great results with their sleep and is with inflammation and, and um, healing through that. So at the end of the day, I think, why wouldn't you just be more cautious about electromagnetic frequencies? It's not going to, it's not going to hurt. Um, and you can I, make, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when I've tested, you know, my own sleep score between not turning, not putting my gadgets on airplane mode and, and, and doing that, it, I just tend to sleep better when it is. I just, it just, you know, um, whether it's placebo or not, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, here's the thing. I mean, there's frequencies we're free. There's a frequency that we hold in our body. The earth has a frequency, right? So, and these certain, these magnetic frequencies are, you know, they're, it's a frequency. So that's going to, they're flying around, they're going through us. Um, and there are studies that support that they're detrimental. So why wouldn't you just, if they are, if they're not just, you don't have to make these massive changes in order to mitigate some of the negative effects, right? Like are airplane you concerned mode with 4g, 5g, these things coming along is it? Yeah. Concern or are we not allowed to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want to get put on the list. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, I, I'm, I'm in, I am in some Facebook groups around EMFs and it's quite, yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that I see is quite alarming and I kind of think, wow, this is, is this, is this some crazy conspiracy theorist or is, should we, should we take some of, this seriously you know i think you know to be honest i again it's it's not if you look at just like basic science and physics it, it we have a it's there's valid points here mm. with this these frequencies um you know down the road i god forbid i hope that like you know it doesn't turn out to be like smoking like oh my god how how they were, how dumb could we have been to think that this, these, these frequencies weren't doing something to it? like, that could be the case. It could be like finding out that smoking, like, just like smoke doctors are recommending, you know, smoking yeah. it's, it could be the case. So not to get, you know, you don't have to get overly stressed and concerned about it. That actually might be more detrimental to your health yeah. than, than the actual, the frequencies, but why not put in place some measures just like, to, to negate some of the negative effects if there are negative effects. Um, you know, that's, that's the way that I, I, I look just practical, you know, you don't have to go crazy with it. 
um, unless you're a hypersensitive person and you know for a fact that it's, you know, it's creating some illness for you. Um, I think sometimes people get overly concerned about certain things and that concern is worse than the actual thing. Is, is there much research going on um, around EMFs? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I think that there's, it's not as uh, prominent because usually the research that's done is usually from universities and the universities are getting funded by, you know, different companies with yeah. different interests. Yeah. So, so a lot of it, it's kind of, you know, there are, I know there's some organizations um, that exist, associations that exist that do independent type of research studies. I'm not an EMF expert. I, you know, so I know a little bit about it just from some reading and, and listening to other experts on the, on the topic. Um, there but was one in your TEDx talk, you start with one of the big stats um, and you probably have to remind me, but it was something like in the 1980s, on average, we were sleeping anywhere between, was it, was it eight, eight and a half hours or was it even nine? Yeah. Yeah. Eight and a half to nine hours. And then, and then now it's, it's, it's really almost less than seven, depending on where in the world we're talking about. Um, so there's so many factors into why that would be, because, you know, the world has changed so much in the last 30 years, you know, and it's hard to kind of, I guess, I mean, I'm sure you've looked at all the different types of research and things that have changed, but there are so many factors with, you know, obviously the way that we work, we do a lot more shift work these days, you know, yeah. working night shift, working different types of shifts, you know, so our sleep patterns alone are just completely out of whack. You know, there's the increase in caffeine, like, you know, coffee in the eighties. What I, I don't, I was barely alive. So I, can't, I don't remember, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't even in the last 20 years, you know, when I remember when I was a kid, like coffee wasn't really a thing. And now it's a thing. Like we, we got the American culture of the coffee culture and there's, you know, coffee shops everywhere. So caffeine is, is prevalent. Um, I guess it's all of these things combined that, you know, dictates why we are sleeping less. Right. For sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. And a lot of it, I mean, even just light, light in the home, you know, we used to yes, go to sleep lights. around fires or candlelight which is, you know, candescent lighting is, is much better, um, for, for sleep is, you know, if you can have candescent bulbs in your home, it's going to be, I, I tell people just turn off half of your lights as the sun starts to set, it'll actually start to, yeah. it'll, you'll sleep better. Um, but now that there actually is really some really, really cool stuff coming out with technology to help improve sleep, like uh, circadian lighting and like these beds that have tech in it that, are, you know, can sort of regulate body temperature through different phases of sleep. Um, and we have devices that measure and track sleep. So you can start to understand if you have a cup of coffee or past a certain time, or if you have too many drinks or what type of drinks, you can kind of start to self quantify and measure, which is really cool. So the ways that tech, there are, you know, technology can help us. Um, unfortunately, I think right now, most of the technology that we have is, is disturbing our sleep, but there are some technologies that are that are being created that can absolutely help us sleep which is how which is exciting say, yeah i mean so how do sort of wrist wearables compare against something like the aura ring yeah I, i've tested a lot of different devices the aura ring is pretty much the gold standard just because yeah. of you know their their tech is is definitely the best for sleep specifically 
the other devices, they've come a long way, like the Whoop Strap and the Apple Watch. And, you know, I think Amazon actually has one called the Halo. There's, there's a ton of them out there. Um, I just find the technology in the Aura Ring is, is when you're talking about specifically for sleep, it's, it's the most accurate, gives the most accurate um, data. And that's, that's what important. What have you found out about yourself, Devin, in terms of like what things have affected your sleep the most? What lifestyle changes have you, you know, have you got any kind of, you know, what's, you know, sort of things that you're, you definitely won't do or, you know. Yeah, for sure. So the big one for me was eating too close to bedtime. Right. So that if I, if I don't have a three hour fasting window, I do not get uh, as much deep sleep and deep sleep is one area of my sleep that I'm constantly looking to improve because it's such an important stage of sleep when our bodies repair and recover. It's when, you know, our glimpse system is activated. So what should we be aiming for on deep sleep? If you could get 20% of your total sleep time in deep sleep, you're, you're hitting it on the money. I, I actually don't. That's one area of my sleep. I get a ton of REM sleep according to the, again, to the aura ring. And it's not in a hundred percent accurate, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, so, but I, again, here's the thing. Everyone's a little bit different as well. Like maybe you need, I need more REM sleep than deep sleep. And so my body Can prioritizes explain that. the difference between deep and REM for our listeners. Yeah. So, so every night we go through several different stages of sleep. And so deep sleep is stages three and four. So one and two is considered light sleep, stage one and two, and stage three and four is considered deep or delta sleep. And so each stage is correlated with a, a certain brainwave as, as well as certain things happen during each stages. Um, so deep sleep is really, you can think of that as like the body is repairing. And then there's REM sleep. So there's REM sleep and non-REM sleep. So stages one through four is non-REM and then REM is short for rapid eye movement. That's dream sleep. That's when your body is paralyzed. That's when your eyes are moving back and forth. You're, you're dreaming. Um, and that's really when short-term memory is getting shuttled to long-term storage, all kinds of things are happening during each of these stages. They're all important. Um, but when you talk about quality sleep, you're talking about deep Delta sleep and, and REM sleep. So should you have more REM or less REM than deep, or is there a sweet spot for the REM? I think so between 20 and 25% of total sleep time for, for, for REM and yeah. about 20% um, for deep, but I've seen people that, I mean, I've, I have a friend, she is, she sleeps. It's unbelievable. Like her deep sleep is, is insane. Like I'm talking four hours out of the eight hours that she sleeps is deep. Um, so, so certain people were just genetically good at sleeping <laughs> yeah they're just gifted gifted yeah. sleeper i mean that's like i've never seen score you know somebody have that i'm like maybe your your aura rings broken or something <laughs> um but i think again every everybody's different and your 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 need for certain stages of sleep is going to change if, if you're an athlete you're going to need more deep sleep well, I had a question from uh, a couple of questions from members. One about power napping. Is there any value in power napping? If you don't have insomnia and insomnia is defined as trouble initiating sleep or sleeping throughout the night, power napping is amazing. You don't want more than 20 minutes because then you're going to get into those deeper stages of sleep. And then if you wake up in those deeper stages of sleep, you're absolutely going to feel more tired than when you went to sleep. Um, 
there's a fun little strategy that I've, I've learned from this other sleep doctor. He, he calls it a nap a latte where you, you drink half a cup of coffee or take a shot of espresso and then you take a nap. And by the time you wake up 20 minutes later, the caffeine's kind of kicking in Yeah. and then you can, yeah. pop, you know, the um, author that that what the guy daniel pink he he uses that in his book when oh does he, he i does, think he yeah i think dr michael bruce was the one that sort of came up with that but may, maybe it was him um he's another sleep doctor here in the states uh, studying a lot of chronobiology so yeah so power naps for sure unless you have insomnia so if you have issues either initiating sleep or sleeping throughout the night and the reason is because when you take a nap it reduces what's called sleep pressure. And there's adenosine is this neurochemical that builds up and creates sleep pressure. And when you take a nap, it sort of flushes out some of that adenosine and that's not what we want. So if you have like sleep depth, so like last week I was quite ill, just, just sort of man flu type stuff, but it kept me awake all night. So I, I looked at my, my um, sleep score and it was terrible. It was like, you know, I'd been asleep like an hour or something. So I had I've just definitely noticed I've had sleep depth for like three or four days. Um, should you just do what Matthew Walker talks about? He's a big fan of keeping your sleep wake cycle the same as much as possible. Right. But you know, if you've got sleep depth because you've lost, you know, for people that have got maybe newborns and not got any, you know, should you try and get extra naps in or should you try and stick to that sleep wake cycle still? I'm a fan of listening to your body. Yeah. So, so there is, depending on who you ask and like Dr. Michael, you know, Dr. Walker, he's, he's more of the, in the group of keep your, your consistent schedule. You can't catch up on sleep that, and then there's some other sleep scientists that now say that you can catch up on sleep that I just think our bodies have this incredible intelligence that if we listen to it will, you know, it's, it's going to do all the things that you needed to do. And so, you know, so I, I think that, listening to your body is important. And so if you're tired after a couple of nights of, of bad sleep, because you're sick, then, then sleep more. If you, if you can, if your body, your body, if you can allow your body to sleep as much as it, it wants versus having an alarm clock to yeah. wake you up. Right. So there's an intelligence to the body. And if we can just get out of the way of that natural intelligence, our bodies know what to do. They know how to sleep. They know how to catch up on sleep um we one just get the, in the way yeah one of the biggest things that i took from the rogan walker podcast was the effect of sleep on your longevity um i can't remember what he said but it was something like an hour or two hours lost a night would affect your you know how many years you live by quite a substantial amount um you know, I, i'd like you to talk to that but also one of the questions we had was around you know mental like later life um, diseases like dementia, Alzheimer's, you know, and, and the links to those things. What would you say, you know, is, is, is it really that impactful on things? It is. Like, yeah. Because there's something that happens during the night, our brains actually shrink and cerebral spinal fluid flushes out the beta amyloid, the plaque that builds up that creates dementia and Alzheimer's. So that's why it's a, one of the reasons sleep is so important for, for mental health is because the glimpse system, which is like the limb system for the brain, it activates during the night. That's when that, you know, really takes place and is removing those toxins that build up that create that, that disease in the first place. So, you know, so, so making sure that you're getting that quality sleep is going to protect you in the long run from some of these, you know, really terrible diseases that can be preventable if you just prioritize your health now. 
Um, and for sure, it's a lack of sleep or not getting enough sleep shortens your term, your telomeres, you know, telomeres are, are very important. You want to keep those long. They're like the, sh the yeah. shoelaces on the end of our jeans that, um, you know, we want to, we want to keep them as long as possible for, you know, our, our life, they shorten, um, the quicker they shorten, the quicker our, our life comes to an end. So as far as longevity goes, the more we can prioritize and protect again, quality sleep, the there's a lot of evidence that says it does support longevity. Um, you are, you will live longer, uh, healthier life, not just, you know, your lifespan, but your health span will also be increased. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the sort of the, the funny thing about sleep is it's a, it's a bit like an everyday life, isn't it? Like, you know, people, I mean, there, there are certain like entrepreneurs in the world and in the business world, it's all about like work, work, work. But the argument against that is obviously, if you're lacking sleep, if you're not looking after your energy, you're going to get less work done and be less productive. Um, yeah. And you're less happy when you're working. So, you know, you can power through it and grind and hustle and, you know, do all that. And I think there's a time and a place for that. But if you don't honor rest and rhythm, if you never take your foot off the gas, you burn out. We're not computers. And, and I think a lot of times our society, we, we treat our minds and bodies like they're these computers and we're not, we're not computers. We need, you know, we need to, to, to power down and we need to, to, to relax. It's, it's not healthy to just go all the time. And that becomes, people become addicted to their own stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline and noradrenaline. Some people live off that. I've no, I've had friends, yeah, a lot of my that. friends, yeah. you know, that high performing entrepreneurs, these guys are, you know, they're very successful in their careers. Uh, type A people, um, and they're absolutely addicted to their their adrenaline, and you know that's that's a that's a, at a cost. It comes at a cost. Yeah, I've got. I know I, I'm aware of your times. So I've got two more questions. Uh, one of them is just around the benefits of sleep on healing, healing, and and, and just general like immunity, boosting your immunity. You know how important it, is it. You know, because obviously we live in COVID times and people are more aware of things like viruses and other diseases, you know, huge, right? Huge. There was actually a study done that showed that the flu vaccines were less effective when people were sleep deprived. So again, during the night, that's when our immune systems are activated and, you know, we're clearing out um, all of the damaged cells that, you know, the cancerous cells, all the cells, there's links to lack of sleep and cancer, increase of risk of cancer. So, you know, again, our immune system is, is our defense against these viruses is our defense against things like cancer, um, you know, colds, all the things that are out there that can, you know, cause illness, our immune systems are really there to protect us. And so there, there was an interesting study that actually showed you know, T cells. So T cells are these are natural killer cells as well. These are the things that protect our bodies from, you know, cancer and these other diseases. And they found that there's these integens they're called, they're these little sticky things on the T cells that when you were sleep deprived, you, the, the, you know, the stickiness on the T cells want to, wants to stick to the virus. It's not as uh, there's not as many. So oh, okay. it's, so it's, it's really interesting. I mean, there's, there's more and more research coming out that shows how important, like what actually is happening when we don't get enough sleep and how that's specifically affecting our immune system at the cellular level. But at the end of the day, it's just a simple, if you th think of it like this, when you get sick, your body wants to what? Sleep. Yeah. Right. It's like, so, you know, there's, 
that, that should tell us something. The sign, right? It's a big, yeah, it's, a really, really good sign. Yeah, it's a really good sign. So that's when our our bodies, our immune systems are active, activated. It's it's sort of like you're you're bringing your your car into the garage and and getting a tune up every night. Um, so, but there's it's so important to every aspect of our lives, including our immune systems for sure. So your last question is obviously we're a body transformation center. We help people, you know, improve their health. To, to lose weight and get fit or whatever, but you know, how important is sleep on, you know, people causing weight gain or people helping them to lose weight? Just, can you speak to that a little bit? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and I'm sure you've seen this, people could be eating all the right foods. They can be exercising their face off, but if they're not sleeping, they're having a hard time losing weight. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One hormonally, uh, your, you know, ghrelin and leptin. So the hunger and the, uh, full signaling hormones get disrupted. So essentially you're hungry all the time and your body doesn't know when you're full, you crave sugar and fat like crazy. And so you crave, cause those are the highest energy dense foods. So you're craving all the wrong foods. Your body doesn't know when it's actually full and, um, and your willpower goes down. You know, when you're tired, you're, you, it's easier to go for the soda over the water because it's, it's like, you're just, you're, you're looking for that energy. Um, so there's so many layers and then hormonally our cortisol stays high. And if our cortisol is high, it's, you're going to store more fat. Um, you know, there's our cortisol is highest in the morning. It should dip down. It goes back up. It should, you know, there's, there's a sort of like a roller coaster, but it, when you're not getting enough sleep, your cortisol just kind of stays up. And that's when your body's storing this specifically belly fat. So it really does affect weight loss for sure. And there's a lot of science to support that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we call it the habit multiplier, uh, LPT. Like there are certain habits that when they are established and put into, put into action, they have this sort of multiplying improvement on everything else. And I definitely put sleep up there for many people is once that gets sorted out, you know, you don't have the cravings that you normally have. And it's like you talk about stress earlier, like, you know, you can be stressed and that affects your sleep, but inadvertently, because it affects your sleep, you become more, your body physically, mentally, and emotionally becomes more stressed as well. So, Bi-directionally linked. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, the, the less sleep you get, the more stress your body experiences, the more stress your body experiences, the less you sleep. And this is the paradox that a lot of people get stuck on that we help them get off of um, because it can becomes challenging. Because now you're, you're, you're not sleeping because you're stressed and then you're stressed because you're not sleeping. So it's this, this dangerous paradox that sometimes people fall into and get stuck in. Yeah, no, you've, yeah, this has been, this has been a good, awesome. I could actually talk about this all day. It's a really interesting subject. Um, you know, for anyone listening, I hope that there's been one or three things that you feel like you can take action on. I'm sure there's, there's plenty more that, you, you know, Devin, you'd, you could share where, where can people find out more about what your own working, you know, what your work is on and, and, and any more information they want to find out about what you do, where's the best yeah. place to go. Yeah. So sleep science Academy for people that have sleep issues, uh, Devin Burke wellness on all the social channels. Uh, and also too, I have a book, a best-selling book called the sleep advantage. You can find that on Amazon and that has a, a, a lot more as far as, you know, what to do to improve your sleep. It's, I found a lot of the books that I was reading were very scientific. They didn't give a lot of action or sort of what to do's. So yeah. I, that's, the, that's why I wrote that book is, is just to give people, Hey, this is what you do to improve your sleep and without all the fluff. Fantastic. Oh, definitely put some links in our show notes for that. 
um go read the sleep advantage guys it sounds like the the best sort of first step for you or if you're struggling with your sleep the the thing is the last thing i would say is even if you're not struggling with your sleep like you said earlier sometimes you don't know what you don't know you don't know how good you would feel if you just double down on your sleep even for a week or two weeks it could just change you could just you know change everything it really does. I mean, that's kind of what my experience was when I started to really measure and track my sleep and really start to biohack my sleep. I noticed, wow, I am more mentally clear. I'm, I have more sustained energy. I feel happier. Um, I'm more relaxed. It's, it's amazing. And that wouldn't really have been possible if I didn't focus on improving the, the, this core pillar of, of health and wellness called sleep. L- last bonus question. If you've got a second, any supplements that you recommend? to boost are you a fan of vitamin d magnesium or anything like this yeah so there's an entire chapter in my book on all of the sleep supplements available and how to choose which supplements depending on your 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 goals um i i like you know i'm a big fan of l-theanine i like gaba 5-hgp can be great kava kava is, is another great one um it just depends you get certain people hops is is fantastic we actually at, at my home here in, in South Florida, we have a keg of hop tea. It's oh. actually, it's not alcoholic, but it's, uh, you know, it has lavender in it and you, it comes out of a keg and it's sort of an alternative, uh, beverage, if you will, uh, for, for the, in the evening. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of different herbs and things, amino acids, herbs, um, that can absolutely help improve your sleep as well as vitamins like vitamin D you mentioned and magnesium, which most people are deficient in anyway. Yeah. So just, you know, supplementing with some vitamin D and, and getting the D levels up as well as, you know, some magnesium can be helpful for sleep as well. Um, but yeah, really supplements should be the last thing that people focus on. Not the first it's always, yeah, yeah people want the, want the silver bullet. They're like, just yeah. give me the, the pill. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Fantastic. I really enjoyed this conversation, Devin. Um, once again, uh, big thanks guys. And, uh, hope you, everyone's going to take some action. That's the biggest thing that we want to do on this podcast. Thank you, Devin. Thanks, Matt.